We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple Hello, of- and welcome to TV Times 3, episode number 144 uh, Today, we have some renewal news I'm going to talk a little bit about my Comic-Con experience, what I can remember, dot, dot, dot. Um, and we're talking bunheads, the closers, suits, political animals, and my boyfriend James Wolf, plus some reality and some TV on DVD. So, I'm Emery from my take on TV.com. I'm Jason the TV-holic from TVholic.com. And I'm Ray. <laughs> and I'm Ray. Rayleigh.com if you want to check it out. If you want to read a post from like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our intro. Um, just some news, just two things in the news. I'm actually excited about both of these. Fox has renewed MasterChef for a fourth season. And um, MTV has renewed Awkward for a third season. I love MasterChef. It's one of my favorites. And I love Awkward, also one of my favorites. So it's good news all around. Yeah, I'm liking that uh, a lot of these summer shows that I like are getting renewals just, you know, partway through the season. So you you know that... You kind of relax and enjoy. Yeah. All right. That's the news. All right. Amory's Comic-Con 2012. <laughs> yeah, so... Do we remember when I talked about how my diet was going to be booze and froyo? Did I actually record that on this podcast? Was I saying that out loud? So because... How many, yeah. The, the first question, how Spoiler many times alert. did you end up at froyo? Um, every day, <laughs> every day from Wednesday to Sunday, at least once including twice on Wednesday. Cause we got, um, we got root beer floats after party number two on Wednesday. So yeah, but was that technically still Wednesday or was that the first one of Thursday? It was technically still <laughs> Thursday. So maybe, or technically Thursday. So maybe twice on Thursday, but, uh, yeah, Amory's Comic-Con did consist of booze and froyo. But so let's start right off. What was your favorite panel? What was your least favorite panel? I didn't go to a single panel. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. That. And it was not really, like, my fault. Like, I did press rooms and stuff. And so I was going to go to one panel, but then we were leaving too early, so I couldn't go it, go to it, even though I had a special pass. But whatever. Mm-hmm. My favorite panel, um, looking back on it, was Sons of Anarchy, because I love that show, and I'm sure it was a great panel. Um, actually, no, looking back on it, I think my favorite panel was Children's Hospital, because I heard good things about it. So that's that. Favorite press room, least favorite. You know, this year, and in, in years past, those press rooms have been, like, absurd. Like, you can't think, you can't move, you can't do anything. But they've actually, I thought every single one I went to this year was very well handled. And I loved children's hospital um i loved thought arrow was really well run and it's not just because of Stephen amell because he's a hot body um not to be confused with um another person that we know and i liked the following i mean in general every press room i went to was great i think the only one i had a problem with was the sci-fi one because they were all together and we only got like one person or three people but comparatively speaking we barely got anybody but that's because we had to leave to go to the following. But also, they didn't get anybody after that either. I think they got, like, one more. I think they got one more person. So, yeah. My point has been made. Um, favorite external event. Do you remember any of the... <laughs> I, I keep having flashbacks. 
And I'm just like, like things pop into my head like, oh, yep, I definitely did that. That happened. I definitely stumble face kissed uh, James Purefoy in the middle of the FX party. Oops. He was drinking. I was drinking. We stumbled into each other and the rest is history. Um, you know, it wasn't a press room, so I would I will call this an external event, but I really was excited to get to spend some lunch time with Eric freaking Balfour because we bonded, me and Eric Balfour, and he's awesome. And I love Lucas and Emily, too. Like, we had lunch with the Haven guys, and they were great. I also liked breakfast with the Defiance people. They were great. Um, but seriously, I think Friday night, Friday night's always my favorite night because I get really drunk and then I get really drunker. And I thought for a moment there was going to be a boot and rally moment as I sat by the pool at the FX party, but I didn't boot. I just rallied. Um, so it was nice to see the guys from It's Always Sunny, um, who got, Charlie was like, oh my God, I have to show you guys my baby picture. Like he remembered us, which was awesome. Um, but maybe he only remembers us because we were in the same drunken state we had been in the previous year. So yeah, booze and froyo was pretty much everything that happened. Well, pizza at basic the first night, and then booze and froyo the rest of the weekend. Um, funniest thing I saw. I don't think I saw anything funny, <laughs> unless you count Ken Marino and Henry Winkler holding hands in the children's hospital press room. Um, that was pretty funny. And what did you miss that you wished you had in? I don't know panels. <laughs> <laughs> the Sons of Anarchy panel. I'll be honest, you don't miss those uh, panels. I did want to go to the Sons of Anarchy panel just because I love... Oh, you know what was another good moment? When um, my favorite person ever, Ryan Hurst, Opie on Sons of Anarchy... Well, okay, so we're sitting at the table, and Rosie, God love her, she says to Ryan as he sits down, Oh, she's sitting next to him. Oh, Amory really wants to sit next to you, so we're going to switch. Which, she had done the same thing to James Wolk, which basically she was like, Amory's your favorite... Amory's your number one fan. That was when I met James Wolk. So here I am meeting Ryan Hurst, and uh, we switched seats as they're sitting down. And he rubbed my back, and we were best friends forever. And then we got our picture taken, and he smelled really good. he text you? He didn't text me, though. So Ryan Hurst is currently on a lower rung of of status than Steve Kahn. For the record, that will make sense to nobody, because they didn't hear the original comments. They didn't hear Um, Anyway... So I just had a great time at Comic-Con, as I always do. And I have to point out, this isn't Comic-Con related, but I had a great time hanging out with Jen Anderson in Anaheim, you know, the weeks, the weeks, it did feel like weeks, the week before Comic-Con. So I got to spend some extra time with her, which was awesome. And um, Tim G and Courtney and all that stuff. Okay, so Ray, what is the, what is the best story that you heard I don't think I'm allowed to tell any of the stories that I heard from Amory. <laughs> Although you've just heard a lot of them, so I don't know. Yeah. There are other stories. Um, she probably Hand shouldn't. Hand-holding, maybe. Hand-holding! <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, I didn't forget about it, but I forgot about it till now. We're not going to talk about who or when or where or what, but hand-holding is an important part of the story. And also, that was weird. You're welcome. Okay, my favorite Amory story... God. My favorite Amory story is, is Thursday at the Wired Cafe. Oh, God! <laughs> when, oh, my God. When she's she's had a couple of uh, the free uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> drinks already, and it's in the, in the afternoon, and... <laughs> And everybody's just sort of talking and stuff, and she looks over and goes, so when did you leave the hit fix party last night? <laughs> and I was like, um, Amory, 
I left with you. <laughs> I forgot that we had gone to get go, root beer. I go, remember all of the, the, the four of us went and got Froyo in the middle of the night? Oh, my because God. Because they were open till 2 a.m. And she was like, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I do also have to say that the Wired Cafe was awesome. And it's always so good to see John. We had a great time with John Cabrera. And everybody needs to check out H+. Because it's going to be awesome. And um, drinks all around forever for me. Oh, my God. That story of me not remembering. I laughed hysterically then. And I laughed hysterically now. Yeah, and that was only Thursday. Anyway, that was only Thursday. You can imagine how my weekend got after that. Um, so that was Amory's Comic Con 2012, parentheses, Booze Con. Um, I, so at the FX party, this is one of my favorite stories. At the FX party, we met um, Anders Holm, who's from Workaholics. And we kept like running into him and stuff. And it was early in the night, so he pops up to me and Kurt. And he's like, hey, um, is this open bar? Like, completely seriously. I'm like, is it open bar? Yeah, it's open bar. It's an FX party. We're drinking. So then the next day, or like Saturday, he was like, I'm so happy that my, my Comic-Con didn't turn into Vomit-Con. And I was like, me too. Also, I met Tony Luca. Way to bury the lead. Oh, my God, you guys. Let alone, I, never mind the fact that I'm now one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon. You're welcome, everybody who knows me, that you're now two degrees away. But... Thanks to my good friend Jeff Tobler at Warner Brothers. Thank you, Jeff. I was able to talk to Frenchie Davis and Tony Luca, my favorite person ever, besides maybe Ryan Hurst. I keep calling everybody my favorite person ever. But I got to meet Tony Luca and talk to him, and it was 21 years in the making, and it was everything I wanted it to be, and he wore what I wanted him to wear, and he was awesome. I'm glad he coordinated that <laughs> to make sure he was wearing what you wanted him to wear. Yes, hat, glasses, Amazing. So anyway. Okay. So he showed up in what you would have liked to have seen him in. Because yeah. I was picturing all of a sudden a montage of him trying on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you that's were amazing. like, and that one, that's the one. Oh my God, I love it. All right. So that's Amory's um, Comic-Con. Moving on to prime time. And we're going to talk tonight about... Bunheads, season one. Are we sure this was episode six? Uh, I'm pretty Movie sure. truck. It's been six episodes. Movie truck. Has it really been six episodes? I feel like it was only episode five. But regardless, it was called Movie Truck. And God, I just, poor Boo. Wait, what was it called? Movie Truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, which episode are we talking about? <laughs> Go on. What about poor Boo? And, and the movie poor truck? Poor Boo. Is, well, I think about that every time. Like, they just, they, they make her some sort of, like, sad sack. And, Ray, what did you say to me today about Boo? That, yeah, like, they make her, like, this sad person. Like, we're supposed to be all, what we're supposed to perceive her as a sad person. And yet, she's the one that's talked to the guys in the past few episodes. She's the one that has it all together. Like, she seems to recover from everything pretty well. <laughs> she has a job. She's a she, together girl. You know, she wears pleated jeans, which, where did she even get pleated jeans? I don't know. But, oh my god. Yes, this is episode six. Wow, I feel like I missed, like, six episodes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm Everybody, I've seen a lot of people online just, like, hating on the show and, like, hating the show. And I don't. I think it's fine. I think it's funny. I am enjoying it. I've I don't know. people hating on it. I have. I enjoy the show. What do you think of the, the like, out-of-nowhere dance number? 
it was out of nowhere. And uh, <laughs> At the end I mean, of I know they want to have like, uh, I don't know. Well, all the previous times that they've done something like that, it's been sort of like a dream sequence or, or something like this. But this was just like, basically, like the show was over, and then there was like, well, we still have two minutes to fill or something, so let's throw a dance number in there. It was weird. But I would be okay with it if from now on they did that. Yeah. <laughs> because at yeah. least you would know that that, you know what I mean? Like that's just a part of the show is that each one of the girls gets to have like a featured dance number at the end of the episode. Right. But right. it was weird in this context because you were just like, besides the fact that they mentioned the um, song earlier, not the girls. Um, I'm forgetting her name. Who's the who's the main character? <laughs> uh, Michelle. Oh, my God. Thank you. Because um, M- Michelle is talking to her friend and they mention the song or a lyric from the song, not the song itself. But um, so, like, that was really the only tie to the rest of the episode, in my opinion, <laughs> was the fact that it was mentioned. But it wasn't my favorite episode. I I know a lot of people actually said they felt like it was the best episode yet. But for me, it was not the best episode yet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. And as I told Amory at some point, I don't remember when. <laughs> I think part of it for me is I could I care less about the girls than I do about Michelle or the adults. So I think part of it for me was that there was a lot of focus on the girls in this episode and I just didn't I'm just not as into their stories cuz yeah. I don't know if it's that they haven't done something new with their stories yet or I don't know what it is, but I'm just not as into them, which is probably a bad sign for me since the show is named after them and it's on ABC Family. Right. So I can expect that they will continue to be a focus, but I'm hoping that they come up with some better – I don't know what what will make me more interested in them, but I guess I'm not interested in Boo's failed love life because at least she can talk to guys and she does talk to them. <laughs> I did have an issue with the whole premise of Michelle and Truly and whoever the friend's name, whoever the friend is. Yeah, I don't stuck, know her name either. Yeah, being stuck there in, what is the name of this place? Paradise? Paradise. Being stuck there in Paradise. So they had to go to the movie truck thing. Like that whole thing to me was all negated when they were able to go to, LA to go to the public ATM. I understand that it's supposed to be like a 24-hour thing, so that's open all the time. But I'm like, why wouldn't you just have planned to drive to L.A. for your night of fun rather than stay in paradise? Like, right. it just made no sense to me. Like, I didn't – it's kind of stupid. Yeah, like, they obviously got in and back with the cupcakes. Right. Exactly. So it's not like they were going to be away too long – and wouldn't be back for uh, any other classes or something like that or, or whatever she needed to – or whatever yeah. the reasoning was that she needed to sort of stay stay close or whatever it was. Because she had to be there to teach classes. But, you know, L.A. is close enough that it doesn't have to be. I was just like, really? Because if you guys had gone to L.A. earlier in the evening, you would have been back even sooner. Yeah. Like, it made no sense. I mean, if they had established that – they wanted to be able to drink freely so they didn't want to have to drive. But that wasn't the reasoning behind them not going anywhere. The reasoning was she had to be there for class. And then to negate it all by the, the cupcake thing, I was just like, really? What? <laughs> I don't understand. Also, if you could drive to L.A. to go party or whatever, you probably could drive to some other place that's just 
also would have some later night things as far as LA because LA is pretty wide and out spread out you know what I mean to get to those cupcake ATMs you got to go in (laughs) so it's just like all right whatever (laughs) it's like the glades all over again (laughs) oh the glades Ray is the new Florida consultant should have put glades on the list so that we (laughs) I don't even live in California so I shouldn't be bitching about it but whatever it bothered me obviously (laughs) I just was like really (laughs) well yeah well anytime there's things that it when you're watching it and all of a sudden it feels like it's there for convenience sake not for that's what would really happen yeah that it sort of takes you out of it any any time that it, it takes you out of the show and it makes you you know, when you see things like that they go to the movie truck so that the girls can't leave time to be back in the house by <laughs> which i'm sorry what happened but also has- you're pretty sure that Michelle has no idea that they're not allowed to be there you know <laughs> so like there's no yeah they're going to if anything, they're leaving because they have to make curfew. So, <laughs> yeah, none of it really worked. There was a lot of fun within a lot of stuff that was sort of weird in this episode. So I don't know where people who came up with this is the best one yet. There was too much weirdness right down to the dance number out of nowhere at the end. Yeah. And I can that the girls did have like a cohesive story from start to finish in the episode versus being something that's kind of just added in and their story just kind of pops up when it's not um, Michelle and Fanny, Franny, 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 Franny. Um, Franny. <laughs> <laughs> no R. <laughs> <laughs> <As> it is <laughs> like, so for this episode, maybe it was because she wasn't there. So it changed it up enough that people didn't feel like it was the same. But to me, every episode we've seen so far has just, kind of restated the purpose of the show i would want i want to get past that i get it i get the setup let's move on like let's stop having her and maybe this will be the episode that truly does that because not truly but (laughs) (laughs) maybe this will be the episode where you know like she's kind of friend truly a little now she has somebody else besides franny to talk to she's now going to have to start doing the classes and she's truly finished with Vegas because her last paycheck. So maybe from this point forward, we will start getting into less about her having to adapt to paradise and more about her living this life. I don't know. Also, could we bring back the guy, the rich guy from up the hill? Yeah, I like him. I don't need him to be a love interest. I just need him. I need somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) I need some other male in the show. <laughs> Very centric show. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on from Buttonheads. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep watching it. You know, no skin off my back or whatever. Um, the Closer, season seven, episode 18, Drug Fiend. I forget what happened in this episode. Um, the doctor is killed. They're not sure if it's because somebody was stealing the drugs or... Does something happen at the end? It does. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> no, I just meant that I watched five episodes in succession over the weekend. So I want to make sure I'm talking about the right one. This is the one where she gets the gets the cancer doctor to help her dad. To help to help her dad. Okay. 
That's really the thing that happens at the end, right? Yeah, okay. That's the last thing that happens in the episode. Just checking. I do not want to speak about something that happens at the end of another episode. So anything that happened after that was in another episode. Okay. I will shoot you. I will drive I will not up. say anything. <laughs> I will. I don't know what I'll do. Be very angry. You just need to borrow a car from then the I Blades, will. and then you can get to Amory's in no time. Yes, apparently that's what I need to do. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this episode was very good. This now that I know which one it was. I feel like about certain things, because I know you guys already know answers to things. I haven't watched ahead. I've been watching them as... I mean, I've been watching them ahead of Monday night, but not... I didn't watch them all ahead of time. I've watched them all. <laughs> now I'm afraid of what to say, so I'll let you guys talk a little <laughs> bit about it and pipe in with my opinions. Well, the non-case-related things, because the case was whatever. Was um, the, yeah, the doctor or whatever. Yeah, I mean... We the, meet Gabriel's you know, girlfriend, right? Yeah, you meet his girlfriend. Okay. You find out that she really finds out that Pope has, every time they take a case, they have, what a Raider has to, is it Raider who has to tell the? They have to tell the DA. Right. Yeah. Um, so she finds out about that in this episode as well. Okay. Um, it makes me, the girlfriend made me suspect that the leak is not actually one of them per se. <laughs> One of them that might be sharing information with his girlfriend. Hmm. Which I don't... Obviously, Amory knows the answer, so she can't... I do know the answer. And And I I will refrain from speaking, because I will spoil it if I just keep going. I will say that if that is true, it'll be a little bit of a cheat. But it will also make me feel better about the... (laughs) 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 Rock in a hard place, because, like, I don't want them to cheat it. I want it actually to be somebody But on the other hand, I like them all, and every time I think about one of them being the mole, I get really upset. <laughs> Any like I try to picture which one I would be okay with being the mole, and I just can't do it. So, in the one sense, I wouldn't mind it if they kind of did it that way. But but it did make me think it only because of the conversation they have after what's her face meets them coming off the elevator. Yeah, where he says, and she finds out that they've moved in together, and he right. doesn't want anybody else to know. And right, and he makes some comment about he makes some comment about talking to her about something. Um, yeah, yeah. And and she just has that kind of, and she like I don't know what it is about. Like she does something there. She makes a facial thing, or you know what I mean, like kind of like a hmm, look on her face or something. Right. What made me think? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Because that way you could see it, and it would still be kind of devastating to him to find out. Yeah. It would be devastating in multiple ways, you know what I mean? Um, so, but on the other hand, that would be, again, kind of a cheat, so I don't know how I feel about whatever. I'm miss it, but on the other hand, I do, I, it's kind of a weird thing, like I feel weird about Pope at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he's... Uh, he's being a dick. Well, some of that is like, it's, you're seven seasons in, so you're like, how many years has she been, you know, leading how the she squad is. and stuff like that? Yeah. And then there's always still these scenes where you're like, wait, you're, this surprises you? <laughs> like, yeah. that she would want to do it this way, and but you still want to do it this other way, even with all the results <laughs> that 
you know, that have taken place over the period of time. You know, it's kind of like on House of, you know, where... Not be trusting her in those ways. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems kind of... Yeah. All of a sudden, it seems kind of weird. So, like, I'm not sure. I think they did a great... And that might just be because we had such a long break um, between... Yeah these last six and the others that maybe it was built up a little bit more than I thought. Like if I watched them all back to back, I might feel, I might see that it was actually more of a gradual thing with Pope, but instead we went away for a long time and we came back. And so I'm like, I don't remember him being like this much of a hard ass to her after. Yeah. I Um, I guess it's the sort of the result of the, it is of the case and all the stuff that they have to, to do. But, but some of that is all that they sort of like, you know, just went along with it. They could have fought it more. Uh, yeah. But I, I still think it's funny, though. It's like, you know, like House, you know, wants to do this medical procedure, and they're like, everybody else is like, really? And you and you want to go, how many cases has he solved? You know, like, why do you work for him? Because he's like the super smart doctor. But everybody wants to fight him on doing things the way that he does things that always work out you know so like in the world that they've created you know you're like really you're still upset that she wants to do it this way i don't know we'll see how it plays out i also sorry no go ahead i forgot what i was gonna say though oh okay (laughs) doing a good job of setting up a potential exit for her not not in a necessarily a bat like one, obviously, she's clashing with Pope, and if she stays on in this position, she's clearly going to continue to have these issues for a while. Not just with Pope. like they're setting that up, right? Like the DA's office, whatever. Like for a little while, despite the fact that we just talked about how she always gets results, for a little while, they're gonna ha- she's going to have some issues. Um, so they've kind of paved the path there. Which I don't yeah. know how she. Did, so I don't know if that's true or not. But also the whole conversation this week with um, Fritzy when he's trying to get her to see <laughs> that she's kind of the same and only thinks about herself and of course she's only thinking about her case in that moment so she totally <laughs> and she's like yeah doctors are totally like that too um, so I think they're doing a good job of kind of like setting that up plus with whatever's going on with her parents you know what I mean it's kind of multiple things being set up um, and I, I guess yeah. Know it's ending. I can appreciate that. That's where it's going um, ahead of time. Versus if I didn't know it was ending, but they were still setting it up, I wouldn't really necessarily see that. I think. But so. yes. All right. So that's that. <laughs> Moving on. Suits season two episode five break point. I mean, I didn't like cry through this episode like apparently a lot of people did, but it was a really good episode. Here's why I didn't cry. <laughs> Do people honestly believe that she's gone? Like, have you? No, I know. <laughs> I give Suits credit if they truly keep Donna out of the office for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. But I will give them credit. I'll give them credit if they keep her out of the office for the rest of the season, even because that would be pretty well for a USA show not to be back to status quo by like three episodes out from something changing game changing All right. <laughs> i think rupert sanders is hotter than robert pattinson and i would have had a secret affair with him too breaking news anyway um 
I think you need to publicly apologize for that comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm you need sorry, to... Rob. I love him. I love him. I'm sorry. You need to publicly, yeah, publicly apologize for saying that you would have an affair. Oh my God. But having said that, I will say this. <laughs> I give the Suits credit for more so than almost any other USA show. Um, maybe with the exception of Burn Notice, but even Burn Notice doesn't really do this. Where they've actually done a pretty good job of keeping it really serialized for the last for the first episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. Which I criticized them about at the very beginning, if you remember, because they got everything back to status quo right away with Mike. But they have kept this story with Harvey. Um, they've done a pretty good job of keeping it actually the center, the focus of the episodes, even though they do still have their, you know, their law case of the week. It hasn't, it's been like something that Mike takes care of, like on the side quickly. <laughs> so I've liked that they've actually had like an ongoing story there um, instead of doing the formula thing every week. So it actually has given me a reason to actually keep watching the show. Because as you know, I I like the chemistry, I like the actors, whatever on the show, but I could care less about the lawsuits. Yeah. I needed that story that is more about something to do with the characters than to do with extra characters who come in each week. So I kind of like that they've done that. I did. I agree. Yeah, they have done a a good job of sort of this whole, with, you know, the partner coming back and... And all these other, you know, the lawsuit coming up and, you know, sort of the bigger story about the firm and the people in it so far this season is above the, like, case of the week type of thing is has been much more engaging than anything they tried to do in the first season. And then, like you said, in the very first episode where sort of her finding out about Mike sort of just, that gets backburnered, you know, to, yeah. to, to be used at a... At another, at another late date, you know, some... What I thought was interesting about it is that, like, how casually Jessica's like, oh, I, I knew he was not a lawyer, I didn't know he was stupid, or something like, like, she's just casually, like, throwing it around now. <laughs> and, like, okay with the fact that he's going to court, which I guess that they could always argue that, like, you can, you can represent yourself in court, so, like not having a lawyer isn't like a huge thing. They could always, but, but I just thought it was funny that all of a sudden she's just like, I knew he wasn't a lawyer, but I didn't think he was stupid. Like, um, you're okay with this now. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) At the very end. Or I teared up. I'm not sure. I am like crying, crying. Yeah. I teared up. I thought that their, their exchange with no words outside of the elevator was very, very well done. Right. Because you could tell that there's something there between them. Right. And I did feel for her in the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, I guess I liked the fact that we didn't... Uh, I'm torn. I kind of like that we didn't see her destroy it. We just found out when he, like, confronts her. Yeah. On the other hand, I would have also... I think that would have been a pretty powerful scene, too, to have seen her destroy it. And then to watch him tell her that stuff and you know what I mean us knowing as he's telling her that stuff that it's already destroyed yeah um, it might have made that even a little more powerful because we would have we would have been with her realizing it as he's saying it right but um so I thought that was all really well done and like I said I will give them credit if they actually stick with it for a little while but 
I think the people who are all save Donna are clearly not watching other USA. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. USA. I love USA, so I'm not picking. I'm just saying. Well, that's basic. That's that's basically TV in general. Like, you have a core cast. Very seldom does anything I happen. Think, you know that can't that that won't get fixed. You know, in the at, at some point. Because there are shows on TV that will commit to getting rid of somebody on their core cast more so than any USA shows ever will. Is what I'm saying. Well, that that could be true, but in general, there's not a lot of shows though that you would that at any given time you would believe <laughs> that somebody's actually gone. I mean, I would believe it of like a cast member like her. She's not not necessarily a main cast member, so I could see it more so anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> but I've just been trained by USA to know. They yeah, that so they take the easy way out. So I mean. It, it, it's not even so much that they take the easy way. It's that the it's more about the the feeling of the the show. Like they want to get back to that feeling of the show pretty quickly. So like they don't want to shake something up so much that you can't get back to where you were. Yeah, <laughs> and that the show feels too different. Like that's what I feel about. I pick on USA, but I felt I felt the same way about Castle when they did the whole shooting of. Oh my god, I'm blanking on names, but when they Beckett? Sh- yeah, they shot Beckett. I was like, there's no way Beckett's dead or really seriously hurt because we all know that the the show is kind of a fun, lighthearted kind of show, and if you killed Beckett, even if you were brave enough to kill one of your stars, the show's not named after her, so, you know, she's free yeah. to be killed. But you couldn't she's get She's free back- to be killed. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get back to what the show is at all. Like you could get back to – you could have him have a different partner. But my point being like we – at this point, it was established that he loved her. So like you couldn't get back to a lighthearted show very quickly. Right. You weren't going to do it because ABC wouldn't want that. They want that lighthearted show. And I feel the same way about USA. So it's not so much that I don't think that USA would get rid of characters so much as I don't think USA is willing to give up their brand and their the type of show they want in order to go there. So, I mean, I don't think Donna qualifies. Although I still think, though, with, sh- with like, suits and then, you know, something like political animals, that they are trying to shift their brand just a little bit. Not a lot, you know, but... A little. Or, or expand it, even. You know. mm-hmm. Political animals is an entirely different beast animal. Good segue! Alright, let's move on. Political animals! Season we can continue the conversation, but now we can talk about it within re- to political animals. Season one, episode one, pilot, and episode two, second time around. Sebastian oh. Stan needs all the awards always. I don't agree. He's um, so good. I think they're all really good. I mean, I think they they put together like I think Sigourney Weaver is not as great as everybody thinks she is, but the supporting cast is great. I think they've put together a really great cast. I mean, right down to. Uh, you know the the mother or grandmother. Uh, all I think all the supporting characters are just uh... even like their guest stars. Like Eric maybe is showing up as the douche on the plane. <laughs> Ray, did you say you agreed with me about Sebastian Stan? I do agree with you about Sebastian Stan, and I would to some degree agree with you about Sigourney Weaver. 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 She knew. She knew character actors. <laughs> 
Ray's adding. Uh, uh, she's playing add a letter to a character in uh, people's names this week. She... Franny, Fanny. <laughs> There's a theme. She's really good. Like as as it, but in flashbacks, like for the second episode, this week's episode, um, in the flashbacks to her being more of a weaker character, if that's the right way to say it. I don't know mm-hmm. that she's weaker, but. She was definitely supposed to be a softer person at that time. And I didn't really buy some of those scenes as much. That there would have been a huge transformation from from then to now? Transformation. I mean, like, I didn't think the acting was really great in those scenes. So I didn't really buy. Like, I could have bought a huge transformation. I just didn't buy the way she acted in the, like, I just didn't feel like it was very good acting in some of those scenes, her acting in some of those, like, crying scenes, breaking down scenes. Right. Um, and I don't know if it was the writing or if it was just her, but whatever it was, I didn't think that those were as strong as, in general, I find her to be. I just didn't think those scenes were the best. So I was agreeing with Amory that I yes. don't think she's as great as everybody else says either. Because there were some weak points there. Yes. Yes. Um, What else? I think the story is great. I will say... (laughs) Story. I wasn't... I was going off of what you said. Okay. I I do think it's a little too close to the Hillary and Bill story. (laughs) It definitely is. Well, yeah, that's the thing is uh, in uh, Scandal... The, the sort of presidential type side of the story also feels very, you know, uh, Clinton-esque uh, in, in some respects. And it's sort of, I don't know, it sort of bothered me in Scandal, like that whole side of the, the storyline in that show for whatever reason. But in Political Animals, it is also very reminiscent of, of Clinton uh, as well. But, but for some reason, it doesn't... It doesn't bother me here as much. I don't know. I don't know why. It doesn't bother me so much as I wish that they had gone a little bit further away from it, so that I wouldn't feel like it's like almost like it's commentary on it. Um, Right. I don't really think it is. I think it was just you know what I mean. Like I don't really think that was the basis for the idea to. Right. Um, I just feel like it. It wouldn't feel. I, w- I just would prefer it not feel so much like he's supposed- they're supposed to be the Clintons. Well, that's why they had him get a divorce, you know, so it's not the same. Right, right. He said, I didn't have sex with her. Like, <laughs> like he said it almost exactly, yeah. That's what- and almost, like, exactly delivered the same way we've seen it delivered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was what I had problems with, like, and maybe that was more of an actor choice than a writing or, you know what I mean? Because... It's a pretty straightforward question you would ask, did you have sex with her? So I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, change that up much with the writing, but (laughs) the choice to deliver it almost the same way that Clinton delivers it. (laughs) Um, That to me, like, I just felt like, okay, if we could just get a little bit further away from the Clinton, I would prefer it. But that being said, it's not like I, I don't really have a problem with it. I just, sometimes it takes me out of the story, I guess, is my problem with it. Right. Sometimes I really I, like uh, Carla Gugino. I like her too. Because she's Chica from True Beverly Hills. Cheap at even twice the price. Try some. If you don't get that reference, you are dead to me. 
<laughs> oh my god. So many stories that we had that I was t- I told at Comic-Con related back to Troop Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thoughts? Uh, no no thoughts on Troop Beverly Hills, but on political animals, I think they're... Oh my god. I, I think it, it's a very interesting look into you know, politics. It's a little bit different entrance into it, even though it feels reminiscent of actual history, but uh, I just find I find all the characters just very engaging. Uh, they all have, you know, something going on. Uh, and even in the little bit of time, you know, they've they've created this whole set, this whole family you you get the dynamic you understand where they're all coming from and uh, mm-hmm. and i just think you know in in two episodes they've done a really good job of just setting this whole thing up uh and i i sort of like this you know the mini series idea it's almost like a it really is this is like the british model of <laughs> of a tv show they're just like they're 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 getting in, they're they're doing six episodes and getting out. Yeah, that sounds weird to say. Like I, I'm not really worried about what we will get, but like now that she's gonna run or gonna try to run, um, I was immediately thinking, how can they fit that all into four more episodes? Right. Um. So I guess that's a good thing. I'm liking it enough that I'm kind of thinking like I would really prefer more. Um. I was going to say regarding that, like the done a good job of setting it up and whatever. I will say that the whole making it like a story we already know is actually like I think probably part of the reason it's so easy to quickly fall in with these characters and feel like you have some kind of a semblance of the person because you kind of already have heard the story somewhere else. So you're just kind of applying it to these characters. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's the same. Like, I think I mean, I think. Greg Berlanti does a good job of creating a world very quickly anyways. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm just really enjoying it. And that's about it. <laughs> I'm just really enjoying it as well. Along with the other 12,000 things that are on Sunday nights. Yeah. Sundays are a bitch over the summer. <laughs> and before we move on to I'm... the reality check, we should, we should talk about one of the other shows on Sunday night. Oh, okay. We should talk a little bit about the glaze. I am seven episodes behind, but have at it. No, I just uh, we, need my... to, we need to hear from the glades uh, future consultant. Ah, the on, future uh... consultant for the glades, Ray. Aren't going to consult me because they they film here. So they believe that they have a handle on Florida. They've purposely said in the past that they made up the name of where they placed them, Palm Glade instead mm-hmm. of Palm. Um, that they made that. place up like under the auspices it's not an actual place that exists so they theoretically could be anywhere except that (laughs) well that just falls into my it's a secret sci-fi show (laughs) (laughs) it could be anywhere Um, like the name of the show is the glades and almost everything takes place in the lower southeast portion of Florida for reference Fort Lauderdale the glades Sometimes it takes place on the West Coast versus the East, but almost most of their stories take place in the lower half of the state and or the tip of the state. 
so to speak. Not right. in the keys. Those are even further away. So <laughs> takes you a long time to get to the keys. In case they in case in the you now know. Yet every once in a while they need to go someplace and they get there and back in a day <laughs> and go to other places as well. It would be somewhat believable because, for instance, in my job, I work with Florida Department of Transportation people who are now wrapped up with Florida Highway Patrol, but they were basically a different type of law enforcement. And they do travel the state. Like, they have jurisdiction over the entire state, much like whatever the heck they're calling. What is it called on the Glade? FDLE. FDLE. Is that that what it's called? The Federal Department of Law Enforcement or something like that. The Florida Florida Department Department of Law Enforcement. Yeah. FDLE is the federal to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except that they're supposed to be this outpost of the FDLE, so they're supposed to be taking stuff around in just that area. It does have outposts, but they also do send, like, people do travel. Multiple people do, like, have routes where they travel long distance. You know what I mean? Like, today, that person, that person may be based out of Fort Myers, but today they may be on the Palm Coast, which is a long way away from Fort Myers, for the record. Um, (laughs) They might be, you know what I mean? Like, for the short period of time, for today, that's where they're based. So, but they don't go back to Fort Myers in the middle of the day. (laughs) For for lunch? (laughs) Or to... Out to Fort Myers. I mean, to... Which is so this week it was St. Augustine, which for the re- record is two, two and a half hours from me. <laughs> and I am four hours from Fort Lauderdale. So yeah. it's six hours. <laughs> <laughs> How they did their timing, but they drove up and back and back and back. <laughs> and they- uh, back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Hey, Ray, have you gone to Wawa yet? I have not, Amory. I told you it was on the other side of town. The other one this week. I'm just Maybe Friday. You have to go. What was the best? All right. Again, she can't get there and back in one day. <laughs> <laughs> she could, but I'm driving off. Maybe if she was on the glades that she could. Right. Um, so anyway, so yeah, you have an issue when it's better for me when it's somewhere in the south because I don't like – I. <laughs> I don't drive those distances very often, so I don't <laughs> myself. Oh, really, they're driving those three hours. Okay, something like Saint Augustine. And at first, I was hoping that they were just going to use the Ponce Leon thing because he did land in Saint Augustine. You know what I mean? But other places in Florida like reference Ponce Leon, so I was hoping that they were just going to be like, it's a reference to Saint. Actually, <laughs> in Saint Augustine, except no. They were in St. Augustine because they were talking about the whole driving back and forth to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's I I think it's kind of funny, uh, almost that like they just have like a list of like Florida city names, and they're just like that one seems good. We'll use that one today. I think it's more like they have a list of like the different like Florida does have a smorgasbord of different things that are going on. So like. You can have, you know, like a casino thing happening in one place, whereas in Fort in St. Augustine, you do have like if they done done like some kind of haunted thing in St. Augustine, I would have understood it too because that's where we have haunted like nighttime tours and stuff. And they also have they're known for their spas and things like that because of the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> so like I understood, I think they they do it kind of based on 
you know, they have all of these different places they can choose from for these type of weird locations. So this so, is the type of story they're doing this week, and they're like, we're in Florida. Is right. there something like that? Well, I don't know if they've done that or if they've just come up do in Florida and where those things are located, and then they just go, well, well why don't we do this case this time? <laughs> but whatever. So that it reminds me of that time that Fringe had an episode where they were set in Lansdale, and there was, like, cornfields and a... And a you know, a hokey sheriff. And I'm like, we're like a major city. <laughs> we don't have that. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, for the people out there who think I'm like picking on the show, which I am picking on the show. I love the show. I enjoy the show. I enjoyed this week's episode. I, it's just those little things where I, like when it's happening, I'm watching it thinking, how the are they driving back and forth like this? <laughs> Ray cracks me up though, because she does love the show. But every week, the two of us are like, yeah, there's just this one thing about the Glades that really bothered me this week. Like the time that Jim was reading medical records over the phone instead of faxing them. God. Scan that. Take a picture with your phone. And send I know. It. Oh, my God. All right. uh, also, the other thing, which is an ongoing thing, as Amory will tell you, because it's one of the things I've bitched to her about since the beginning of June. That's when it first happened. In the episode, we established a timeline. Jason mentioned on Twitter that he wasn't sure when things are happening, which I agree with. Normally, you wouldn't know when things are happening on the show. Except in the Mermaid episode, they specifically look at the calendar because they're looking at where she's supposed to or when there's shows or where she's supposed to be, whatever. They're in the girl's house and they pick up the calendar and look at it. And they're like... They point to the day that something's supposed to be happening, like that day or the next day, and it's like the 8th of June or something. So they've established a timeline right there. And in that particular episode, mind you, the 8th of June, if kids are still in school in Florida, they're on their last day of school. (laughs) We're done by the second week in – I mean at the longest, you're done by the second week in June. Usually you're done by the end of May, maybe first week. So – and I had just attended an end of school party for somebody in my life. So it was fresh in my mind that these elementary school kids are already out of school or, you know what I mean? Like these Florida kids are already out of school. Yeah. So in, in that episode, there's a scene with Jeff getting ready to go to school. <laughs> Callie saying something to him about, well, how are your classes going? I'm like, his classes should be over. <laughs> <laughs> also, gonna- why did you wait till the last day of school to ask him? Yes, exactly. And he like makes them non-committal. They're fine. So okay, that's the beginning of June, people. <laughs> Here we are in the middle of July, and Jeff still has his backpack on, going to school. <laughs> maybe um, it's going backwards in time. I maybe will accept Jason's summer school. <laughs> the, the summer because school his theory. classes were just going fine; they weren't actually going very well. Exactly. Except why is nobody, like, calling out, well, how is summer school going? Like, (laughs) normal that he's going to school because what was going on with Jeff. Or Callie couldn't be there and be there during the day (laughs) and Jeff not be around. (laughs) So I get why it happens that way. It just is one of those things where I'm just like, really? (laughs) He would be by now. Come on. Anywhere in the world he would be out of school by the middle of July. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Unless he goes to like an all-around school, like an all-around all the what is it? 
year round. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> we're oh my god! Go year round. So it annoys me, and it, 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 that one only really annoys me because I've been noticing it since the beginning of June. <laughs> Be done with school, and yet he keeps going to school each week. So. <laughs> my nerves. Whatever. I'm sorry. So that's Not, the glades. I still love the glades. Moving on to reality. Um, In what? Show commercials. Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> that for like a what Chevy or Ford? They're really clunky. Yes, they're, they're not very good at ad placement at all. The only one I liked was the one where. <laughs> When what's his face? Carlos said some was saying something about the car and Jeff and not Jeff and oh my god, what's his name? Whatever. I don't know. There was one in there that was pretty good though. I I, I think that might be the one you're you're talking about. Carlos says, "Give me a break. I'm just trying to do my job here." Like <laughs> yeah, where they they make reference to like just do our job because yeah, he's dude. because he says you sound like a car commercial or something like that. And he's like, give me a break. I'm just trying to do my job here. However, then, then the next week when he, Callie goes to drop off some stuff at the donation center and talks all about the opening automatic. <laughs> this scene doesn't exist if you don't have to do this product placement. <laughs> anyway, all right, go on to your reality check. Okay. So well, we want to talk Master Chef. Um, I don't like like most of the people that are left. And I kind of hope that the blind chick wins because that'd be a really cool story. But I hope that she wins because her food is good and not because she's the blind chick and it'd be a really cool story. So we'll see. Um, so that's that. The next Food Network star is very happy with the winner. Spoiler alert, the winner was Justin and that's who I voted for repeatedly because I really liked him. And I'm glad that the rest of the world agreed with me. However, I am not happy with HGTV for who they chose as their design star. Because I thought she was terrible. Danielle was not good. She was not great on camera. She seemed fake all the time. But that's okay. Sorry. That's reality TV. That's it? Yeah, that's all I have today. <laughs> Brief and to the point. So I don't have any TV on DVD because I don't care But um, about this week's releases. But Jason and Ray both agree on one thing. That's your intro. <laughs> Misfits season one. Which I actually haven't seen, so it's on the list of things coming out that's on the list of things that I want to see. The only thing I will say, <laughs> I recommend it highly. Um, I love the entire series, whatever. Um, the only th- warning I will give <laughs> is that it is a very raunchy show, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's very British. Yes, in that sense, so I'm warning people who don't go buy the DVDs and then come back and be like, oh my god, why didn't you tell me they have stacked all the time? <laughs> all the time. But, you know, it's, if once you something happens and you end up with superpowers, what else are you going to do? Well, one of them is really obsessed with having sex, so, like, that's not his power or anything, but <laughs> he's in fact obsessed with it, so... He, I'm obsessed with sex, man. I could see wow. that being on the show. Well, so... Which is one of the reasons they have sex all the time, because one of the people has a power <laughs> that kind of causes sex to happen. Um, anyway. Oh, my but- God. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, Misfits, season one. <laughs> Get it at your own risk. 
Get it at your own risk. But yet highly recommended. (laughs) Sure you watch it safely. (laughs) Oh, my God. Practice safe watching. (laughs) All right. That's our show for today. I'm going to make some Elio's pizza. And then go text back and forth with Steve Kahn. Your best friend. My best friend. Anyway. All right. So that's about it. Okay. On that note, you know where to find us online on Twitter. What is it? TVtimes3.com. Spell it all out. Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher.com slash TV, various locations. We're around. You know where to find us. And uh, thumbs up, reviews, and ratings always appreciated. Yes. And don't tell us that we laugh too much. <laughs> Sorry we're having fun. Because we know. Sorry we're enjoying ourselves. Hi. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, stop thinking you're so funny, Amory. Oh my god, I'm sorry, but I almost died when you told that story of me not remembering you were at Root Beer Floats. Um, oh my god, hilarious. Alright, anyway, have a good, uh, have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of I am now. Now let's see if you're recording. In another life, I would be okay, your... you're recording. <laughs> Ray. I'm not going to sing for you to test <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Listen, I'm winning today. I'm to winning sing. today because my best friend, Steve Kahn, is my best friend. <laughs> Amory. That's all there is to it. Amory. I'm sensing that Steve Kahn might have texted you today. <laughs> he did. He did. We're like best friends. We'd never um, have known. You would never have known. It was kismet. When we, when we yelled, Steve Kahn is here at his face at a party, who would have known that it would become something more like best friendship? <laughs> Ray's just like, shut up. It's not best friendship. He texted you. He's probably sending you something from the hard rock. Um... Anyway. All right. Hello. Wait, I got to find an old spiel and copy it. <laughs> I'm just going to blow this to pieces. Just remember to insert today's shows instead of whatever <laughs> those shows All were. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm almost ready. Sorry. I should have done this ahead of time. Hello. And welcome to TV Times 3, episode number 144. <laughs> I almost, no, I almost said 144, and because I was trying not to say 142, because I had copied the intro text from 142. Anyway.